Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Inside Out Radio. Um, my name's Alex and I'll shortly be joined by Eloise and Ellen, but um, I think Eloise is just buzzing. I mean, Ellen's just buzzing Eloise in, so... They will be here shortly. But this week's episode, we're going to be talking about minority sexual identities. Um, so, I mean, there are so many terms that people identify with, but in particular, we'll be talking about um, asexual and aromantic um, and bisexual as well, because we've realised there's a lot of bisexual erasure in um, our community and in the media as well. So that is what is on the show, but right now it's six o'clock and it's time for the news. I have a feeling we should do we should like make a jingle for this um, because the news segments are so regular. So okay, um, the first transgender beauty pageant has been held recently in um, in the Cook Islands. Uh, the first time in ten years. It's called the Ms. Jewel Beauty Pageant, and it's part of a campaign to legalize homosexuality. Yay, Eloise and Ellen are back in the studio. Um, I will just turn the mics up. Cool. Welcome. Welcome. I've just um, told... Uh, it should be... Oh, no. Um, sorry, the microphone. Do, do we all just want to come around this microphone? Nice and cosy? Because this, yeah, doesn't seem to be working, so... Um, yeah, or yeah, or you could just you could just come around. We could we can all share this one. Okay. With the news while you sort it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, the first transgender beauty pageant has happened in ten years. Um, yeah, uh, I watched a little clip of it, and it looks like a lot, a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of colour, and uh, there was a dress made out of condoms, and also one made out of newspaper. Um, I think that was like metaphorical to represent the media representation of trans people. Um, yeah, but I think there's a deeper message actually to be found among the. Um, just moving the microphone. Cool, <laughs> we can all hear everyone now. Sweet. Um, yeah, they, there was a deeper message behind the event saying.
is a recurring theme. This has I'm happened sorry. every time I've come to record oh. at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to we've got to sort that out, eh? <laughs> oh. uh, well, um, yeah, I mentioned before that this week's episode is about minor- minority sexual identities. Um, so I guess it's just beyond anyone who identifies as gay or lesbian, bisexual, asexual, aromantic, bisexual, pansexual, panromantic, demisexual, scoliosexual, homoromantic, biromantic, the list could go on. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> Can you explain to me what's scoliosexual? <laughs> I have never Ellen, heard of that one. Ellen's got the sun down. No, we, we did Google it. Um, um, I, from what we understand, it's, uh, this, it's the sexual and probably romantic attraction to non-binary genders. Oh, okay. Oh, that's useful to know. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm guessing most people didn't know that. <laughs> a lot yeah. of these things were a thing. We yeah. remember between the lines, but we figured that meant not attracted to binary genders. But mm. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Can you hear me okay? I can. <laughs> Um, yeah, also identify as bisexual. Oh, nice. <laughs> which, yeah, which makes a lot of sense because um, despite bi... What's it called? Bi-visibility or bi-phobia, um, like a, a kind of a... No one talks about bisexuality. People don't recognise it. And good examples of this is when, for example, I'll click on an article that says... Um, you know, 35 TV moments every queer woman can relate to, and then within the body of the article, refer to the person reading as a lesbian repeatedly, mm-hmm. and I don't identify as a lesbian, but I relate to all of the things they're talking about because I am a queer woman. Yeah. And it's just that exclusion, which is very troubling on a day-to-day basis, particularly because bisexuals make up the majority of the queer community, and a lot of bisexuals are still in the closet. Mm. Oh, did you hear the... Um the latest survey, there was a very big number of people who identify as bisexual um, in in just youth community as a whole. I can't remember what the number was, but it was really amazing. Yeah. Which which is quite quite funny for the um, lack of representation, uh, particularly in the media, but also in just um, discussions around um, this community. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're saying that there is actually, in reality, there's a large number. You would never 
guess that you'd never pick that up from the way that the bisexual community is represented, eh? Mm, like, yeah. What I think is one problem with it is that your, so that list you were listing off, your romantic orientation, your sexual orientation can be different. Yeah. And a lot of people can be biromantic or just bisexual and they don't think that they can embrace that as an identity because they don't want to be in a relationship with somebody of the same sex or someone of the opposite sex. Yeah. But that's totally legitimate and it should be talked about more. It should be talked yeah. about. I remember having um, a, a friend who came up to me as by last year and she sent me an article about the difference between romantic and sexual attraction she said I don't understand this what is this about and so I was like oh well you know there's like they're two very different things and the line is often very blurred between them as well um which can cause a lot of confusion I feel when you're trying to um work out if you identify with any of these um totally minority sexual identities um, why do you think that um, gay and lesbian sexual orientations are recognised more in the queer community than minorities or mm, I think it's, I think it's a historical thing. Yeah, I guess coming down to the the binary nature of you know black and white. There's mm. gay and lesbians. Is or gay yeah. and straight. Are you um, straight or are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's easy for people to categorize because we naturally categorize people when we meet them. It makes yeah. us feel yeah. safer. It helps us analyze the world better. So, um, I think yeah, bisexuality and pansexuality and any other of those minorities aren't easily categorized for people. So I think that's why people fall back on calling mm. yeah. people lesbian yeah. or straight in my case or <laughs> you know or gay you know, a lot of people say things like if you're bisexual it's just a stepping stone to being gay or you're just a straight person who's lying and there's a yeah. lot of distrust there yeah, yeah definitely um, yeah I feel like there's a lot around the romantic a romantic spectrum as well in terms of that because um, you're asking uh, people how do you define romantic attraction they say well I don't know because I don't experience it <laughs> <laughs> so it can be quite hard giving people advice about it I suppose I guess the whole the whole historic binary thing is also why none of us had heard of um skeliosexual either yeah because I mean, not a lot of non-binary representation in media that is so. true I mean it's you know talk about bisexual erasure we're not even going to get onto the fact that yeah. scoliosexual like I can guarantee you <laughs> 0.00 like you know only times into the population even has heard that word once before you know like, yeah. yeah but there might be someone out there who doesn't have an understanding of themselves or doesn't have a word to identify with that mm. makes them feel part of the community mm. and because of lack of awareness they can't get that word yeah, yeah. they feel isolated but yeah, I think just also understanding, like, I think some people, when they hear, this is what I've sort of heard from other people, like, if they identify as a, you know, like, they use a lot of words to uh, yeah. their identities, then people sort of question them, like, mm, you know, or, like, that just sounds like a fate, you know, just those yeah. typical, like, um, yeah. oh, you're probably making it remarks. up at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, you're just unsure or whatever. But, I mean, <laughs> that's the beauty about it, isn't it? Like, that you can, you can identify anyway yeah and totally you can change it up a bit you know like just why does it need to be yeah. why do you need to define it with one word like, yeah those are the two schools of thought really it's um 
it's one it's really important to have people identify as bisexual to get the word word out there yeah but at the same time should people have to give themselves a label and that's the biggest problem i think mm. yeah that's quite a lot of argument you know you see a lot of arguments on facebook and someone posts an article about bisexuality <laughs> and then like a straight person comes along and says why do we have so many labels for things yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they always like, oh, the bisexual always get angry, and it's like, it's because we need to be. Yeah. Arms. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about. Yes, bisexuals do get really angry on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about just like having a, having a place, I feel, rather than just being in a grey area. Um, having an actual, an actual place for you, and a community. And a community. Yeah, it's not all about slapping a label on yourself. Um, That's yeah, Hmm. yeah. I mean, I get quite like annoyed when people say, "Why do you need so many labels?" It's like, well, because um, it's quite nice to have somewhere where you belong. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think that's fundamentally what all humans want, eh? To have a sense of belonging somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, we've labelled everything on the earth, so. It's yeah, language, and, language and, and communication is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the thing about bi- being bisexual. It's you get um, you get people con- confused in the straight community, but then you get ostracized, ostracized from the queer community. So mm. you you are right. You're in that grey. You're in that divide, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, but we talked a lot about bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about your experience, Alex? Yeah, sure. Um, just putting out my asexual agenda. <laughs> no, I think it's important to talk because this world, especially within the media, is so it's just highly sexualized. Like, mm. you look at a Coke ad, and it's and it's using sex to sell Coke. Like, mm. come on. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of hard when everything is not everything, but you know, a lot of things are central centered around sex, and especially within the LGBT community. You know, you're talking about sexuality, and and it's rare that you're talking about the lack of sexuality, <laughs> and and so asexual people, you know, it's it's varying. Like, um, there's also the term grey sexual, so like, mm. you know, it's not like black and white. It's not like you feel no sexual attraction or you feel sexual attraction. You know, you can, it you just be like you don't have that much. Se- you know, you don't feel that sexually attracted. Yeah. For some people, you know, so... My friend um, calls herself the grey lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's very mysterious. Yeah, so. from, from, date from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, <right>. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, I think it's important to keep in mind that some people don't feel sexually attracted, and yeah. that's totally cool. Like, I think that... Um, I mean, it's the same thing. It's invisibility... Mm. Um, within the community as well and like sometimes you just feel really like isolated because if everyone's talking about you know especially with like healthy relationships there's a lot of and it's important that there is emphasis on having healthy sexual relationships but there's not really any talk about like romantic relationships and I think if I can be romantically attracted to someone which I am like that's that's cool but I find it really hard to also like describe it to people because they don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, so like romantic, romantically attracted to somebody, that doesn't, does that necessarily mean that you want to have relationships or you want to have relationships with people? I mean, the way I feel about it, like I have, I, if I'm attracted to someone, it's just, I'm just attracted, like there's just something about them that, <laughs> but I don't think about You want to be anything. around them, you yeah. want to be close yeah. to them maybe? Yeah. Fiction, yeah. Like intimate, like, you know, mm. but not 
see, like I, 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 I took quite a while for me to understand why people, especially like you know, going through like angsty teenage years yeah. and people having relationships, um, and you sort of just being like, oh, like I'm totally fine without mm-hmm. a relationship, like you know, like that's not something on my mind. That's yeah. not a pressing issue. I don't feel pressured into doing that, but yeah, I don't know. It took it took a while for me to come to to like come to peace with myself. Because I think that there was a pressure to feel sexually attracted to someone. Yeah. But that's not... I don't... I can't. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of pressure, actually. Um, just set into um, the images we're presented every day. Same with romantic, that um, particularly through music, um, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> it's massive theme. Absolutely. Um, so much music. I guess that's because the that. fallout from romantic relationships is so hard to deal with. A lot of my music centers around romantic relationships mm. collapsing or mm. people screwing me over or falling in love because it's yeah. like a good outlet for that. And I think that's why people turn to music a lot. But it kind of yeah. becomes a cliche and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, something Cause, different. Because music's about like expressing your emotion and everything. So quite often that's like the strongest emotion people feel. But of course, not everyone can be like, oh yeah, I get that. <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think it's given more importance than it needs in terms of like, um, it's an emotion everyone feels. Like we think relationships and love is really important as a society, as you know, mm. a collection of people, not individuals. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and what was I going to say about that? Yeah, it's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good point about it, but I lost it. You know how it goes. It's live. Give me a break, everyone listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't really speak on any other identities, minority identities, but I just, in general, like, knowing what it feels like in general to be part of a minority sexual identity, as you both know as well. Yeah, it, I guess it goes for what, however you identify. We just want to see more people talking about these things yeah, and realizing really, they exist. Yeah, that was like raising awareness. Bisexuality. I, I think I feel like I just hardly ever hear about it. Like bisexuality, mm. more and more all the time. Yeah. characters on TV shows are bi, and actors, actors and actresses coming out of bi. Or yeah, digital binary. Sorry. Um, and yeah, but I just hardly hear about asexuality. Mm. Um, and so there's this concept an asexual community called queer platonic relationships. Yes. Yeah, I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah. And that's really interesting. It's like a friendship, but more than a friendship. So it's but like not a relationship. You do like <laughs> romantic coded things, but not romantically. Yeah, so you're like yeah. very close. But also what's interesting about queer platonic relationships is it can be one-sided. One person can feel really involved yeah. in the relationship, whereas the other person is just kind of like, yeah, we're just, we're just friends, or don't feel as strongly. Yeah. Um, which is not something that we promote in relationships. We're always, that was what the point I was going to get to. We're always promoting that it's important that we both feel the same thing. We're yes. both intensely in love. And yeah. if we cheat on, the, on our partner, that is really blown out of proportion is this life-shattering thing. Like, yeah. she cheated on me or they cheated like, on well, me. Well, just the whole, the whole you can only be with one person. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I guess, um, well, there's been a whole lot of debate about whether polyamory comes underneath the LGBT community. But quite often it's found 
in the LGBT community. So like, yeah, totally because um, queer people are used to unconventional relationships. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of there's something can come with yeah. the territory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so things I, like those. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so things like if you if um, you have like. Uh, poly relationships or um, queer platonic relationships or just relationships which aren't particularly conventional. I feel like one of the main problems we have is that you don't have a lot of like resources if like that relationship goes bad or you need help or advice about it. Um, you don't have anyone really to go to because they like, what? Yeah, uh, what do you mean it's like yeah. you're like platonic but you're involved with more than one person and it's and not also, the opposite gender or whatever <laughs> and also they'll just say well of course it went bad yeah it's exactly a poly relationship. Like, oh poly relationships can never end properly because you'll always get jealous <laughs> yep and you're just you're just seeking out someone else oh. um, because you're not interested in your primary partner like just, you'll yeah. you'll fall in love with that person one day or something like that <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah. yeah that was actually a point i was going to raise um somebody i was reading about somebody the other day and it's just sort of like sexuality is fluid and there's lots of different labels we can identify with they identified more with um the relationships they have with people rather than the gender so yeah. they kind of identified mm. more as being poly or polyamorous oh, or yeah. and like the gender of the people that they're attracted to isn't really that significant it's more about like the relationships they form with them yeah. than having more than one relationship like I, I kind of understand that yeah yeah so yeah that sounds quite like um you know coming back to the difference between like pansexual and bisexual um thinking more about less about the gender of people and more about what your relationship is like and things like that quality of your relationship quality yeah yeah i mean that's i think it's funny when people like they're so set in their ways about conventional heterosexual relationships Mm. but it's just i think it's just part of the complexity of humans like in any you know we are such complex beings and i think that the you know the relationships we have with people, the attractions and friendships and whatever you want to call them, they're just it's just another complex thing that we you know I yeah I mean for for heterosexual people I'm sure it's you know there are con- conflict a- complex aspects yeah and same with queer people you know like yeah it's just in it's, a slightly you know the difference is that the complex aspects for the queer people aren't as well known. Yeah, and it's therefore less understood and yeah. stigmatised. And yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Um, I did have... Well, how are we doing for time? Cause we have six minutes and 53 seconds. To go. To go. Wow. All right, well, should I just continue this chat? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other day someone put up... I want to get your opinions on this. Okay. Um, somebody put this up and I was like, that's really problematic. <laughs> you know what you like on the internet? Um, and they said, along with the article, it's great to see how many different sexualities there can be, or like, you know, mm. they gave, in the article, they gave the example of this, like a jelly bean bag, with lots of different colours. Um, and I was like, okay, and then I clicked on it, and the title of it was, So I Went Home with a Lesbian Last Night. Oh no. Oh, I, 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 that rings a bell, but oh, I you, didn't did read, you read anything. It? No, just like, no, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's written by a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, who's black and in New York that becomes relevant um, and they said that they have 
relationships and sexual relationships with lesbians, but they identify as gay. And I don't have any issue with how people want to identify themselves. However, if you are sexually attracted to somebody who presents themselves as a woman and you are, present yourself as a man, then you are within the bisexual spectrum. Yeah. And it is important that people talk about these things and identify as them, mm. but I feel like this person and some of the ways they talked about it were quite dismissive. For example, here's, a, here's just a passage. It's easier to navigate the world as a gay man, being a feminine man who does sleep with women from time to time, than trying to explain my attraction to women or prove said attraction because bi men are always assumed to be gay. I could fight, the, I could take up the torch and fight for bi visibility and break down walls of gender expression and stereotyping, but I have my hands full just being black in New York City and trying to not get arrested. Y'all can fight that fight. There's enough social justice to go around for everyone. Um, so yeah, I, I'll just say how I feel about it. Okay. I think that firstly, I'm coming from a place of privilege. I live in a, you know, low crime area. I am white. I realized that it would be harder to navigate the world with those, you know, yeah. things yeah. hanging over you that we have within our society. These nasty things that come along with race, racism and all that, right? But yeah. I think that when they said um, I could take up the torch for bisexuality, I kind of felt like it was more like saying, that's your burden to bear, bisexuals. Mm. I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I feel about that. And I don't know, I guess they felt a little bit troubled because I'm like, if he wants to identify as gay, who am I to come along and tell yeah, him not to identify yeah. as gay? Yeah. But some of the content of what he was saying in the text was quite troubling to me as a bisexual. I felt like, oh, well, that's that's your thing. You can deal with that. Yeah. What do you guys think of it? There's a form, yeah, there's some exclusivity that I think that I've experienced with people, you know, identifying one way. Because when you identify with something, you're automatically excluding other things. So saying that you identify exactly that's like, well, who, yeah, who is anyone to question someone's identity? But if they're identifying as gay and from what you understand gay means you know a certain thing mm. then when that contradicts then you have reason to like just one yeah like I don't know like I guess what you read out and you know saying saying like it's your burden to be bisexuals well that's sort of excluding that's like pushing their yeah. identity away yeah. and and they're saying know. it's hard enough being black. Well, it's like it's hard being queer. It's hard being a bisexual. Yeah. Like, I, I feel fear and I feel fear in your fight. I know that I have that privilege. I recognize that privilege. Yeah. But I don't sit there and say, that's that's your, you know, that's mm. your fight to fight. Yeah. I, I'm an ally, you know? I, hu- I help. I, I like to think that I help black people. Yeah. Mm. Totally. I, I, so why can't he be like, you know what? I want to have this label. But solidarity, I think, being bisexual is very valid. I don't think that a bisexual man is gay. I don't think he'll get lumped into that, you know? Mm. But he said, oh, bisexual men are just lumped into being gay. What's the point in fighting it? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah um, he's been quite negative about the kind of stigma bisexuals face, which um, can be very off-putting. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's quite it's quite it's quite a different story from, you know, the media having a bisexual character but being like, Oh, this is a lesbian 
And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Because it's his own personal choice. And a lot of factors lead into it. But, like, I think the fact that he took it to to write an article. Is it an article? Yeah, it's a, it's a Tumblr post. So oh, right, okay. It's a personal blog. It's so a personal yeah. blog. So it's not like, he's like, oh, hey, Dominion Post, I need to talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> like, people, um, it's really following this post, and they're putting it up, and they're saying it's an example of sexual fluidity. Um, but is it? Is um, it? It's kind of not. It's kind of well, not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like I experience sexual fluidity, but I don't want to recognize it or kind of talk about it in an exclusive, an inclusive way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that whole, you know, conflict with solidarity, like recognizing that your struggles are you know, the mutual things that you both or like everyone struggles with within the community. Yeah, and then the sort of things that are. Uh, distinct to each, you know, identity and yeah. navigating that. It's it's co- I like yeah. it's so hard to get right. You know what as well. it? Like you know what it reminds yeah. me of? It's like he's in the closet, but the bisexual closet. He's like, yeah, <laughs> you can totally be gay. Well, identify as gay, but be closeted bisexual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so instead of That's like, why it's important, important that we talk about it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, here we oh. go. Cool. So you've been listening to Wellington Access Radio, 7, 8, 3 a.m. Um, we're going to wrap up now because, yeah, that was a good discussion. It's good. <laughs> we can talk. We could, we could probably talk about this for quite some time. Yeah, I'm definitely. Sure. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> next week we'll put in some music and some yeah. reviews. <laughs> no, no time for music or, um, or film reviews. We're going to review the film Carol, but that will be happening next time. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.